Welcome to the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. Cup of Joe Wrestling Show? With Joey Harris. A podcast for the wrestling fan on the go. So take your favorite beverage of choice and join Joey as he takes a look at some of the biggest shows on the WWE Network. From makeshift studios deep in the heart of stately Maine Manor, this is the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. I am your host, Joey. Harris, folks, happy Thanksgiving to everyone out there. It is Thanksgiving here in the United States, and I hope that wherever you are, that you all take a few moments just to recognize that even though this year has been absolute crap, you can still find some things to be thankful for. Thanksgiving's my second favorite holiday, Christmas being number one. And this is my Thanksgiving plate, since it's all about the meal. And being thankful, this is my Thanksgiving plate. You have your turkey. Then you have some dressing, or if you prefer to call it stuffing. You have some of that. You have some macaroni and cheese. You have some string bean casserole. You have some cranberry sauce. Don't get fancy. Out of the can is fine. Doesn't matter what brand. You have some cranberry sauce. You have a little gravy. You don't want your plate swimming in gravy. A deviled egg if you have some, and a roll. That is it. Don't complicate things. Maybe a little sweet potato casserole if you have some of that, but don't overcomplicate things. You want to feel stuffed and miserable. Then a little pie, either pecan or pecan. We have both with some whipped cream for dessert. Maybe a pumpkin pie. That's it. Keep it simple. Simple is the key here. And then, since my life also revolves around media as well, required viewing for the holiday. The West Wing Butterball Hotline scene, you can easily find it on YouTube. The WKRP in Cincinnati, Turkey's Away episode. A Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. Planes, trains, and automobiles. And the Cheers Thanksgiving Orphans episodes from season five require viewing in our house Thanksgiving week, preferably Thanksgiving morning. And when you think Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving and wrestling, you got to be talking about the granddaddy of them all, Starcade. So today we're going to be looking at Starcade 83 from the NWA and Jim Crockett Promotions. Starcade 1983 took place November the 24th, 1983, from the Greensboro Coliseum in Greensboro, North Carolina. There were 16,000 in attendance and many more watching via closed circuit TV from locations around the globe. This is the beginning of the big show feel for wrestling. There have been big shows before that on closed circuit. Big shows after that, certainly. But this is the beginning of the big show feel of the 80s. Because Thanksgiving night was always a big night for wrestling. Thanksgiving night, Christmas night. Usually in between, they had kind of a downturn in wrestling. But those two nights, really big nights for wrestling. We start out and we see the Assassins 
and Paul Jones in the ring as we hear Gordon Sully say that this is the night indeed. We go directly to our first contest. The Assassins with Paul Jones versus Rufus R. Jones and Bugsy McGraw. Assassin number one and McGraw start back and forth. Assassin number one with some stiff shots and McGraw counters with a knee to the stomach. Assassin number one knocked down. Assassin number two tagged in. McGraw slams and hip tosses Assassin number two. Jones tagged in and misses a roll up, but still gets a two count. He headbutts Assassin number two's arm a few times, then tags McGraw back in. Assassin number one also tagged in. Assassin number one with an arm lock. Jones tagged in. Assassin number one trying to get out of the arm bar. It's all Jones at this point. He does a big corner whip onto Assassin number one. Assassin number one with an eye rake. Assassin number two tagged in, pounding Jones who tags in McGraw. McGraw clears the ring. All four in now. Assassin number one trips McGraw up and pins him. Bob Caudle and Gordon Soley with a stand-up talking about the last match. They then do the welcome to Starcade 83. The sign behind them says Starcade 83, Flair for the gold, but Flair is spelled F-L-A-R-E. Tony Giovanni is in the dressing room. He says he's going to be talking to some of the wrestlers tonight. Johnny Weaver and Scott McGee versus Kevin Sullivan and Mark Lewin with Gary Hart. McGee and Sullivan start with some mat wrestling. McGee with some big drop kicks and Lewin is then tagged in. They battle, then Weaver and Sullivan tagged in, running the ropes. Lewin tagged in and Weaver hit some big elbows. McGee tagged in. Sullivan tagged in with some big elbows and a snap mare. Lewin tagged in. He gets McGee down and Sullivan then back in. Quick tags as they keep McGee down. Lewin with a shoulder hole. McGee drags him to Weaver, but the referee waves the tag off. McGee fighting hard, trying to make his way back to Weaver. He then makes the tag, and Oklahoma Stampede gets a two count. Lewin tagged in. He hits Weaver, then Sullivan back in. They keep switching off, and McGee comes in. Referee Sonny Fargo goes to kick him out, and Lewin comes with a foot off the ropes and a knee to Weaver's arm. He gets the pin on Weaver. Hart comes in, and McGee drop kicks him, and Hart pulls something out of his boot and gives it to Lewin. Johnny Weaver, Scott McGee, and Angelo Mosca are all attacked, and McGee is busted open. Mosca carries him to the back. Barbara Clary talks to some of the fans who thinks Ric Flair is going to win the main event. Tony Giovanni talks to Harley Race, who is dressed in a fine suit. He is flanked by the Briscoe brothers and Greg Valentine. He says that Greensboro is the last place that he wants to be, but that he knows what Ric Flair's shortcomings are. Carlos Colon versus Abdullah the Butcher. Gordon Soley says that this match was banned in Puerto Rico. Abdullah with the early advantage. He gets Cologne down. Cologne trying to come back. Caudle calls Cologne a young man a full 10 years before Gorilla Monsoon would do it at the 1993 Royal Rumble. Abdullah has a foreign object that Cologne gets and uses on Abdullah. And then he bites Abdullah. Abdullah is now bleeding. Color me shocked. He uses the object for several minutes. 
Cologne with a high knee lift. Abdullah is down. He gets a two count. The referee gets knocked down. Cologne gets the figure four on. Hugo Savinovich comes charging in, knocks Cologne out, and Abdullah gets the pin. The crowd then boos. Tony Schiavone interviews Angela Mosca, who has his arm bandaged from the attack earlier in the night. Mosca says that he is fired up and will be the referee for the tag match coming up. He says that Mark Lewin is a malicious man and will pay. The camera then pans out and Scott McGee is beside Mosca and is still openly bleeding, not bandaged or even cleaned up. Angelo Mosca fails as a friend. Mosca says that Ric Flair is ready for tonight. Barbara Clary interviews more fans who say Ric Flair is going to win. Wahoo McDaniel and Mark Youngblood versus Bob Orton Jr. and Dick Slater. Dusty Rose is announced to the crowd, but you don't see him. McDaniel and Orton start. They trade shots. McDaniel gets Slater down, and Youngblood is tagged in. Slater gets a two count from a double leg takedown. Youngblood with an arm lock. Slater gets a leg pickup, and Youngblood kicks him off. Slater hits a Russian leg sweep, and Orton gets tagged in and hits a backbreaker on Youngblood. He misses an elbow drop. Youngblood with a hip toss. Then Slater tagged back in, but he rethinks it, and Orton stays in. Slater then does come in, and he and Orton do a backbreaker elbow drop combo. Slater with some jabs at Youngblood. A gut wrench suplex gets a two count for Slater. It goes outside, and Orton stomps Youngblood. He hits a backbreaker on the barricade. Back in, Slater kicks Youngblood. Orton tagged in with a headlock. Youngblood fighting back, but Orton hit, hits a stomp and goes back to the headlock. Orton tagged and hits a back elbow. Slater hits a suplex. Youngblood counters a pile driver into a backdrop. He tags McDaniel in. He cleans house and drops an elbow on Orton for a two count. Slater tagged in. They trade blows. Slater with a belly-to-back suplex. He gets three two counts. Orton tagged in and he and Slater deliver a double elbow to McDaniel. Orton then drops several knees to McDaniel. Slater tagged in, but he accidentally hits Orton. Youngblood tagged in, and Orton knee knocks McDaniel off of the apron. Youngblood hits a drop kick on both men. He misses one to Orton. They set Youngblood up for the superplex, and Orton gets the pin. They continue fighting after the match. Orton and Slater both go down on McDaniel's arm on the apron. Officials come in to check on McDaniel. Tony Giovanni interviews Ric Flair. Jay Youngblood and Ricky Steamboat. Flair says he is prepared to take the title. Youngblood says their match is important. Steamboat says they are prepared. Barbara Clary interviews Dusty Rhodes in the crowd, but the mic doesn't work, so you can't really hear anything that is being said. NWA TV title match. Title versus mask. Charlie Brown from out of town versus the great Kabuki with Gary Hart. The TV title is only up for grabs in the first 15 minutes of the match. Brown is of course Jimmy Valiant under a mask, but the joke is that it's so obvious. Brown comes at Kabuki hard. It goes outside and Brown slams Kabuki into the barricade. Then he slams a chair into him, then rams him into the post. He then chokes Kabuki. Brown gets Kabuki in a sleeper. He gets him down and Kabuki grabs for the mask. Brown goes back to the sleeper. 
Hart reaches out and puts Kabuki's foot on the ropes. Kabuki comes back with kicks and chops. Kabuki then puts the claw on Brown. Brown then comes back with a backdrop. Back and forth. Kabuki goes to the ropes and drops the claw again. Brown fighting back. The crowd comes to life. Brown gets up, but Kabuki immediately goes back to the claw. He gets a two and a half count. Kabuki goes and hits a chop from the top rope. Brown keeps trying to come back. Kabuki tries to go for the mask. A kick knocks Brown down. Brown comes back and hits an elbow to get the pin. The crowd goes crazy as Brown has won the television championship. Bob Caldwell and Gordon Soley interview Dude Walker from G105 Radio, who says Ric Flair is going to win the main event. Caudill and Soley then reset the rest of the evening by previewing what's still to come, including a dog collar match, and Soley brings up his past with Roddy Piper doing commentary in Georgia. Tony Schiavone interviews Bob Orton, Dick Slater, and Harley Race about the bounty on Ric Flair. Orton says Race will retain the title. Race says he has it all because he has collected the info on how to beat Ric Flair. Barbara Clary again interviews Dusty Rhodes, this time in a backstage area. He challenges the winner of the main event to a match. He thinks Harley Race is going to win. The dog collar match, Greg Valentine versus Roddy Piper. Valentine is the United States champion at this time, but the belt is not on the line. They start out having a tug of war with the chain. Piper hits Valentine with the chain. They trade blows. They both try to control the chain. Piper gets it and batters Valentine. Valentine striking back. Valentine gets the chain and beats Piper's head and ear with it. He wraps the chain around Piper's head. Piper fighting back and has the chain around the mouth of Valentine. He wraps the chain around the post and punishes Valentine in the corner. Valentine is then busted open. They then go outside, Valentine pounding on Piper's ear. It goes back outside as both men are now bloody. Valentine punishes Piper's head with the chain. Piper trying to fight back. Piper swinging wildly. Valentine drops an elbow, then another 4-2 count. Valentine pulled down, and Piper charges and attacks him, and the crowd comes alive. Piper attacking with the chain, both bleeding freely. Piper landing blows. Valentine wraps the chain around Piper's throat. Valentine then drops a knee, but can't get the pin. Piper gets a suplex. Both men down, and the referee starts a dual count. Both men then back up. They trade blows. Valentine gets a sleeper on. Piper does not go out. He reaches up and hits Valentine with the chain. Valentine then drops an elbow from the second rope. Piper comes back, beats Valentine with the chain, wraps his leg up with it, and gets the pin. The crowd loves it, but Valentine attacks Piper after the bell. He chokes Piper with the chain. Bob Caldwell and Gordon Sully talk about the last match. Tony Schiavone interviews Ric Flair. He talks about the injury to Wahoo McDaniel, who is sitting beside him, as well as being ready for Harley Race. McDaniel says that his money is on Ric Flair. Barbara Clary talks to Don Kernodal. He thinks that the tag title match is going to be a good one and that Ric Flair is going to win the main event. NWA World Tag Team Championship match. Jack and Jerry Briscoe versus Ricky Steamboat 
and Jay Youngblood. Angela Mosca is the special guest referee, and the titles can change hands on a disqualification. Kernodal comes in and shakes everyone's hand and then leaves. Jack and Steamboat start. Steamboat with some leapfrogs. Back and forth. Jerry tagged in. Steamboat with a drop toe hold and Jack tagged back in. Steamboat with an arm drag. Jerry tagged back in. He tries to bring Steamboat out of the corner. Jerry with some big left hands. Steamboat counters with some big chops and Youngblood tagged in. He gets Jerry in the corner and Mosca breaks that up. Youngblood slammed by Jerry, but holds on and gets Jerry in an armbar. Steamboat tagged in and delivers a chop from the top rope to Jerry's arm. Quick tags by the faces who clean house. Jerry coming back and drops a knee on Steamboat's throat. Steamboat coming back. Jerry gets a double underhook suplex for a two count. Jerry with the big armbar. Steamboat lifts up Jerry and slams him down. Both Jack and Youngblood tagged in. Jack hits a suplex. Jerry tagged in and he and Jack do a double tackle on Youngblood. He gets a two count. Another suplex gets another two count. Jerry shoves Mosca after saying he counted slow. Mosca pushes him back. Youngblood knocks him down and tags Steamboat in. He also knocks Jerry down. Youngblood tagged back in and hits a double chop. Steamboat picks Youngblood up and slams him down on Jerry for the pin. We have new tag team champions. The Briscoes then knock Youngblood out and put the figure four on Steamboat and try to break his leg, but Mosca stops them, so they go after Mosca. Then all four start brawling. They show the credits for the event. They show Ric Flair pacing in the dressing room. Tony Giovanni interviews Charlie Brown. He just rants and assaults Shivani. Shivani then interviews Roddy Piper. He says that he is going to take Greg Valentine's United States title next. Shivani then interviews Jay Youngblood and Ricky Steamboat, who says they aren't closet champions and will take on anyone. Gordon Soley and Bob Caudill talk about the main event coming up. They then talk about the new tag team champions and Roddy Piper. This is called filling time while they put the cage up. Gordon gives a shout out to Puerto Rico for tuning in to closed circuit. Barbara Clary talks to Dusty Rose again, but it's about the same thing that he said before. Gordon Soley and Bob Caudill talk about the cage going up. They have James Weeks sing the national anthem. The 2001 theme plays as a strobe light, disco ball, and a laser light go off. Finally, Ric Flair is shown backlit with fog behind him as he walks that aisle. Police have to escort him to the ring so that he can actually get there. Harley Race then makes his way to the ring. It's time for our main event, NWA World Heavyweight Championship match. Harley Race versus Ric Flair. A cage match. Gene Kaniski is the special guest referee. They are face-to-face as they go over instructions. The bell finally rings. They go back and forth. Flair gets a side headlock on, then an elbow and a snapmare to Race. Race hits a high knee, but misses a headbutt. Flair goes back to the headlock. They go back and forth, and Race hits a suplex. Race misses the headbutt again, but reverses a slam. He drops the knee again. He chokes Flair with a knee across the throat that Kaniski breaks up, which makes no sense as they had said at the beginning of the match that this is no disqualification. 
Race knocks Flair around with punches and knee drops. Race hits a pile driver. It gets a two count. Race works on the neck. Race then hits a neck breaker for a two count. He then runs Flair into the cage and then drives Flair into the mat. Flair trying to come back. Race then hits the headbutt. He is run into the cage again and again and Flair is bleeding. Race beating Flair into the corner. Flair then opens up the chop house. Race with another headbutt to Flair. Race whipped into the corner buckle. Race run into the cage and he is also bleeding. Flair hits a sloppy looking pile driver for a two count. Flair then hits a double underhook suplex. He runs Race back into the cage. Race comes back and runs Flair into the cage and headbutts him. Kaniski getting in the way so often that it's taking away from the match. Flair hits the chop and gets a two count. Flair unloading on Race. Flair hits a back body drop. Flair then gets the figure four on. Race reverses it into the ropes. Race tries for a suplex, but his leg buckles and Flair gets a two count. Race gets Flair down and delivers the second rope headbutt. It gets a two count as well. Race hits a suplex that gets another two count. Race drops a knee. Race driving his foot into Flair's face. Kaniski pulls Race away by the hair. Flair reverses a suplex. He then misses an elbow drop. Kaniski then accidentally gets hit by Race. They fight into the corner. Flair chops Race off and hits the top rope body press to get the pin and win the title. And the crowd absolutely loves it. All of the faces come out to celebrate Flair. His then wife Beth comes into the ring to congratulate him and gets covered by his blood as she hugs and kisses him. Flair then gets on the mic and thanks everyone. He is then shown leaving the ring. Bob Caudle and Gordon Soley talk about the match, the title, and the event. Tony Schiavone talks to Ric Flair in the dressing room. Flair is humble and emotional. Ricky Steamboat comes over to congratulate him. He then gets showered with champagne. Dusty Rhodes comes in and says that his time is coming and he and Ric Flair will meet for the title. He then leaves. Bob Caudle and Gordon Soley talk about Dusty Rhodes' challenge and about Harley Race and where he goes from here and what the future holds for Ric Flair. Barbara Clary talks to Harley Race. He's very morose and quiet. He says nothing is going to stop him from getting the title again, and he isn't going away. Tony Giovanni talks to Ric Flair, Ricky Steamboat, and Jay Youngblood. They are very calm and quiet. This is called filling satellite time. They run out of things to say. Bob Caudle and Gordon Soley recap the evening, thank everyone, and sign off from Greensboro with a video package of the evening. So where did they go from here? The push for big matches with big names and supercars being shown remotely pushes us towards pay-per-view. At the same time, the expansion is underway. People are looking to expand beyond their territories, and as a result, the territory system is slowly crumbling away. Jim Crockett Promotions is going for consolidation. In the next few years, they will expand and buy into Florida as well as the Mid-South Territory. And that leaves them head-to-head -head with Vince McMahon. And we all know how that worked out for them. But 
that's a story for another time. Hey folks, if you like the show, please leave a review in iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or your podcast platform of choice. There are a number of ways that you can contact me. You can follow the show's Twitter at Cup of Joe Pod. You can email the show at Cup of Joe Wrestling Show at gmail.com. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I am at the Joey Harris. Thank you for joining me this week. Have a happy and safe Thanksgiving. This is Joey Harris saying so long from Stately Maine Manor. The Cup of Joe Wrestling Show is a production of Baby Kangaroo Media. 